we're continuing our series this morning on growing in God. Everybody say this is a growing in God summer. Praise the Lord. I tell you what, that's what you're going to look like by the end of the summer. Y'all is going to be so fruitful on the vine. Glory to God. Just growing in God, being fruitful in every good work. Amen. And uh, last week we began this series and and it was sort of an introduction. If you missed last week, go online to our website and download it. If you don't have access to the Internet, if you would just fill out on that little piece of paper uh, that, you, that you need a CD or something like that. And if you would uh, drop it back there to the, back, to the guys at the back table uh, after the service. Um, and that way we can get a CD and have it printed for you by Wednesday and have it for you Wednesday morning. Amen? But I don't want to backtrack. I want to move forward. Amen? And so if you missed last week, pick up the message and let's just move forward. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Normally we have a little uh, blank page in your outline, but if you need something to write on, if you don't have a blank sheet of paper, if you would raise your hand, if you want to take notes, but you didn't bring anything to take notes with, just raise your hand. Ushers would be glad to serve you. Praise the Lord. I think everybody, if you need anything, just ask one of these ushers. They'll help you take care of it. Today we're continuing talking about the first fruit of the Spirit mentioned in this passage. It's the fruit of love. Everybody say love. I tell you, you can't only say love with a frown, can you? Look, No, it doesn't work. Love. Love puts a smile on your face. And uh, the pas this passage of Scripture was originally written in Greek, as you know. And uh, the Greek language, you know, the, the English language, we love our dog, we love pizza, we love our wife, we love God. Yes, we love God. <laughs> Glory to God. And so, but in the, in the Greek language, there's different words that are more descriptive. Okay? The, the kind of love that God has towards us and it's the kind of love that God is speaking of here in this passage of Scripture that is the fruit of His Spirit. It's the Greek word agape. Everybody say agape. Agape is an unconditional love that sees beyond the outer surface and accepts the recipient for whom he or she is regardless of their flaws, shortcomings, or faults. This kind of love is all about sacrifice as well as giving and experiencing nothing and expecting nothing in return, the translation of this word agape is in the verb form. Everybody say agape is love in action. I mean, it's love demonstrated by your behavior towards another person. It is a committed and chosen love. This is the kind of love that God has towards us. Amen. Everybody say God so agape me. See, he loved me that he gave his only begotten son. And see, in the, whenever the Bible says that, uh, that God is love, guess what that Greek word is? Agape. God is agape. He loves unconditionally in spite of, irregardless of. I mean, he, his love never fails, and it never changes. Amen? You're like, yeah, but what about, you mean God loves the sinners just as much as he loves me? Yes, he does. God so loved the world. See, the love of God, God is love. He can't help but love. Now, everybody doesn't receive that same love. 
because they don't choose that same love. Amen? God loves, and all he's waiting on is us to turn towards him. And the same love he has for for Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, and Jesus, and I mean the same God that he has for everyone he has for you. Amen? Peter said, he said, I perceive of a truth, brethren, that God is no respecter of persons. I mean, God shows the same love to anyone who will give him their heart. Amen. He doesn't hold anything back from anyone. He's saying, listen, I love you, and I'll give you all that I am. Amen. That's who God is. And the other three kind of loves, and we'll just go over them real quick, is uh, phileo love. That's friendship love. Phileo is is P-H-I-L-E-O, phileo, which uh, the church at Philadelphia, you know, the friendship love. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's in a noun form. And so, in other words, you have love for your friends. And, and there's a third er, uh, Greek word, love. It's called storge, which is S-T-O-R-G-E. Storge is family love. Everybody say agape is godly love. Everybody say phileo is friendship love. Everybody say storge is family love. Now, see, storge, that means the love that, 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 that a, a father has towards a son or, or the siblings have towards one another. Amen? And, uh, because, and this is so cool because uh, the agape love spills over to the believer in your friendship love. In other words, you can have friendship love without expectations. See, the Bible talks about a true friend loves at all times. Right? And so, and so storge is family love. And then, uh, and then the fourth one is eros, which is E-R-O-S. Eros is passionate or intense love, romantic love, okay? And that's the kind of love a husband has towards his wife, wife has towards her husband, amen? Everybody say, and that's where it stops? And that's where it stays. Amen, glory to God. Enough said. The love that is a fruit of the Spirit is the love that is the fruit of the Spirit is agape. You guys are so good. A plus, okay? The, whenever we are in Christ and Christ is in us, we have. Everybody say we have the agape love in us. See, whenever we receive Jesus Christ, God moves in. Amen. The Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. And God demonstrated his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? And, and he said, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad. Everybody say, the love of God has been shed abroad in my heart when I received Jesus. He came in and brought his love with him. Oh, all the fruit of the Spirit is in you. The love, the joy, the peace, everything that He is, is in you when you receive Him. But whenever it comes in, it comes, everybody say, God gives His fruit to me in seed form. (laughs) Some of you didn't like it. We just want to eat them grapes. Where's them grapes? I like that. Where's them grapes? There they are. That's... Some folks, all they, they, they just want to come up here and get it all like that. See, because God loves us so much, He lets us grow up 
in him. And he lets us grow the fruit of the Spirit in us. Amen? And so uh, the way that we plant the fruit of the Spirit in our life is whenever it is, uh, that, let me say this again. The way that we plant the fruit of the Spirit in our life so that it begins to grow up and choke out the weeds of this world is by pleading the blood of Jesus over our lives and speaking God's Word into our heart. I'm going to say that again. The way that, the way that we plant the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, how many knows we get weeds? How many knows you don't have to plant weeds for them to come up? I mean, <laughs> them weeds, they just seem to come up of their own free will. I mean, we didn't even plant them. But, you know, the way to keep weeds out is to grow your harvest thick so that weeds don't have room to grow, okay? And so in order to get rid of the weeds out of your life, you plead the blood of Jesus. You're like, plead the blood of Jesus? What does that mean? That means you confess your sins. You say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And Heavenly Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over my life. I don't want to downgrade the blood of Jesus to this, but just so that you can understand it, the blood of Jesus is round up to weeds. The, the blood of Jesus over your sin is like roundup to weeds. Amen? If it's weeds, there ain't no good weeds. We get rid of weeds. Weeds are weeds. Amen? We plead the blood of Jesus over sin. In Jesus' name. And whenever we do, it kills it. Because, see, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Okay? And so if you don't kill sin, guess what? It'll kill you. It'll kill you. It'll take your life. And so what we have to do is we have to plead the blood of Jesus over our sin. The Bible says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so whenever we confess our sin, we're pleading the blood of Jesus, and it's just like Roundup over them weeds. I mean, just putting them down, just putting them down. Put, they're just going to wither up and dry away and be gone. Amen? And then, like I said last week in the message, like me spraying that Johnson grass, you know, get, to get them weeds out from that, out of your crop. And, but see, if you get the weeds out but you don't plant any seed, guess what? Weeds are just going to come right back. We've got to plant good seed in the good soil of our lives. Amen? And so the fruit of the Spirit, everybody say the fruit of the Spirit comes in seed form. Now, see, seeds don't look exactly like the harvest does, but the seeds are what we plant in our heart. And so uh, we need to learn how to plant the seed of God. See, the Word of God is the seed that helps us to have a good harvest. Amen? And so we need to learn how to talk to ourselves so that we get our, our, our thinking straight. How many of you ever had to talk to yourself? Ah, man, what are you thinking? It's like that fella that uh, was shopping with his wife one day, and he had, and he had a little, you know, their little baby up in the cart, and he's pu pushing up and down the aisles. He said, it's okay, Johnny. His wife just throwing stuff in the back. It's okay, Johnny. Don't cry, Johnny. Just pushing that cart up and down the aisles. It's okay, it's okay Johnny. Don't cry. No, no, you, you'll not throw any fits in here, Johnny. And, and so this lady saw him going up and down the aisles, and about the third or fourth aisle, she, she said, sir, she said, I just want to commend you 
how that you talked to little Johnny here, but, and, just, and he's doing so good. He said, Johnny, I'm Johnny. <laughs> Sometimes we got to talk to ourselves, amen. We got <laughs> I mean, because our minds start going crazy, doing, I mean, going stupid ways, right? I mean, thinking stupid thoughts, and we just got we to calm ourselves down. And that's what David did. He said, be not disquieted, O my soul. Put your trust in God. Amen. And David, David did a lot of self-talk. David was a man after God's own heart. In Psalm 103, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul. Who do you think he was talking to? He was, his soul is his mind, his will, and his emotions. He said, this is your spirit speaking. Sit down and put your seatbelt on. Okay, because we're going somewhere. He said, he said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, right? We've got to talk to ourselves. We've got to plant good seed in our hearts and in our minds so that, we won't, so, so that we won't act like someone we ain't, right? First John chapter 4, I'm going to give a little practice on this because, see, we're talking about the love of God, sowing the fruit of love in our lives. And see, if you didn't know what, what your cedar is, your cedar or, or the thing that, that you plant seed with is your mouth. Everybody say, my mouth is my cedar. It's what I sow seed with. Yes, and so whenever we sow that seed with our mouth and your heart is the soil, okay? Your heart is the soil that you sow the seed of God into and it begins to grow up in your life. Everybody say the fruit of the Spirit is growing in me and becoming fruitful unto God. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7 says, Beloved, <laughs> I put my name in this. I hope you don't. It's so funny because the other day that uh, uh, Haley was there at the house and, uh, and Haley's, co Haley's coming home to the Lord. You know that, right? Glory to God. She's, I mean, she's rounding the bend. She's, come, she's coming full stride. Glory to God. Running hard back into God's plan and God's kingdom for her life. Amen. But uh, she was over the other day. And, uh, and, and how many knows we don't grow weary in doing well? Because we receive the end of our faith. Amen. How many of you guys may be in the middle of a process? Yeah. <laughs> All of us are, right? We're in between this and that. And that's where miracles happen. Anyways, and so when it, the other day she was, she was at the house and, and Donna got her Bible down that she'd had, that, that she'd had printed for, it was, it was a uh, promise Bible. A person, everybody say personal. It was a personal promise Bible. And everywhere that it, that it says something about like beloved, it would say her name in it. It'd say, Haley, let us love one another. For love is of God, and Haley loves God because she's born of God. Every time you see that whoever or whatsoever, that's you. Everybody say, I am his beloved. His beloved is mine, and his banner over me is love. Glory to God, glory to God. And so he says, beloved, so you can just put your name right in the middle of Alan or whatever your name is, hopefully you know it. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone, Alan, who loves is born of God and knows God. 
He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, in this the love of God was manifested towards Alan, that, what, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that Alan might receive, that might live through him. How many thinks it gets real personal? How many knows the Bible? You are not doing anything wrong by putting your name in there because this was written to you. Amen? Because you are in Christ, it was written to you. Glory to God. As you receive him, this is a letter to you. Amen? He says, uh, God has sent, he said, God was manifested towards us that God has sent His only begotten Son of the world that Alan might live through Him. In this is love, not that Alan loved God first, but that He loved Alan and sent His Son to be the perpetuation for Alan's sins. Alan, if God so loved you, Alan also ought to love one another. Everybody say, because God so loved me, I ought to love one another the same way he loved me. What kind of love did he show me? Agape love. That means that's unconditional love. Amen. That's, that's love not based upon the actions of the other person, but, but, but love based upon the intentions of God's heart and my heart in Christ. Amen. And so he says, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world, Whoever or Alan confesses that Jesus is the Son of God and therefore Alan abides in him and he, Alan, in God and we have known and believed the love of God that, that, God, that God has for us. You can fill in your name there. Amen. That God has for you. God is love and Alan who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Alan, love has been perfect among you in this that we may have boldness or Alan may have boldness in the day of judgment because as Alan, as Christ is so are we in this world everybody say even as Christ is so are we in this world see Jesus love personified I mean walking down the streets of Galilee, loving whoever that would open their heart. I mean, he just loved everybody. But every, everyone who would open their hearts to him would receive him. Same is true today. And he goes on to say, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out what? All fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him, or Alan loves him, because he first loved Alan. If someone, if Alan says, I love God and hates his brother, Alan is a liar. Amen? And so if we, if we say we love God but hate one another, what does that make us? A liar. Okay. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, from God, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Amen? And so what we need to do is we need to realize that this love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, and the way that we grow it up is by getting it in our mouth 
and begin to exercise it in our lives. Amen? So the first fruit of the Spirit is uh, pretty identifiable. It's love. Everybody say love. See, what was the fruit that proves that we belong to God, the DNA? Love. Turn with me to John chapter 13. I just want to give you a couple of scriptures here about the love of God. Because, see, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And so God is love. Therefore, if we are, God wants us to grow up in Him. How many knows what the world needs is love? Yeah. I mean, because the reason that people are acting stupid is because they don't know they're loved. You're like, yeah, but you love some people. They're going to run square over you. No, you know what will happen is, is, is the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Now, see, God doesn't join himself with the most ranked sinner until the most ranked sinner joins himself to him. Let me say that again. Because, see, God loves. I mean, we can walk around. I mean, it's so funny because I walk in a place sometimes and folks will start looking at me because I'm looking at them. How many knows a lot of folks, they walk in, they're like this. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. I'm just going to do my thing and get out of here. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to have any kind of interaction with any individual whatsoever. Because they may try to get something from me or they may try to get me to do something for them or whatever. You know what? When you walk in love, you're a light. Amen? And everybody's looking at you. Everybody thinks I'm up to something. I am, glory to God. <laughs> I'm up to establishing the kingdom of God and defeating the kingdom of darkness. Amen? Putting it in its place, not letting it operate here. Amen? But uh, glory to God, because see, the Bible says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love towards one another. Amen? Love is your DNA that you belong to God. If you don't love, you're not born of God. Well, you don't know. Well, God does. And, 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 and if you can't love, the Bible says that you're not of God. You're a liar. <laughs> right? If we can't love one another. Now, moving right along, John chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus speaking here. He says, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another how does he want us to love one another as i have loved you that ye also love one another by this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love to one another what do you think the greek word was in there for love agape you got it right love unconditionally first john chapter 3 and verse 14 this is how you know that you are a Christian. Because if, you, if, if you're struggling in the area of love, I mean, I'll just use this for, I knew that I was born again. I knew that I had been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. Whenever I got born again, and whenever I, by an act of my will, and through a word of the Lord that came, that said, listen, you need to forgive those who have wronged you and despitefully used you and persecuted you. Well, see, at that time, for the last several years 
my, my brother-in-law had been beating my sister. He had been beating my nephew and to the extent that he, he ruptured his appendix. And we had no idea about all this until it all started coming out. And then, at, and then at that time, he attempted to end my sister's life. And she's paralyzed or was paralyzed from here down. And, and, and he said, that's one down, six to go. There's seven people in my family. So this was, bef- this was everybody said that was B.C. <laughs> that was before Christ. That's before I got saved, okay? And then, uh, and then all, my whole intent was, you know, I, I was retaliation. You know, I mean, you do that, we're going to do that to you, you know. And so, uh, but then whenever I got saved, all of a sudden the love of God was shed abroad in my heart. And I forgave him. You, what? I forgave him. And then not only did I forgive him, but then I, but then I ministered to my sister and led her to the Lord. And guess what she did? Forgave him. Then I led my nephew to the Lord, and guess what he did? Forgave him. And then, and then as I had released that and began to pray for those who despitefully use you and love, even as Jesus loved me. I mean, I was not lovable whenever Jesus died on the cross for me. Amen? And so, but he did that in love. And so whenever, long story longer, Forget about shorter because it's already past that point. But uh, long story longer, 10 years after that time, I found myself face to face with the man that before I came to Christ, I wanted to do away with. And, and, and 10 years later, I come face to face with that man. And uh, within, within three days after that contact, he is kneeling together with me in my office at the church receiving Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Amen. Everybody say love covers a multitude of sin. I mean, what can wash away our sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is demonstration of the love of God. Amen. God so loved us that Jesus died for us. Amen. And so I want, love lifts you. Love changes you. Love changes everything. But it takes faith to walk in love. And it takes love to walk in faith. Amen? Because, see, you gotta walk in, you got to walk in love by faith. Amen? Praise the Lord. You walk in faith by love. Glory to God. I can't go too far on that. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. <laughs> I knew I was saved because I didn't want, I didn't have not a single stitch of human love towards that man. Amen. And you know that the sad news or the good news is, is right now all three of those individuals that I was able to leave the Lord through love, through love, not that I loved him first, but that he loved me. And gave me the ability to love like him. All three of them are in heaven right now. Amen. Everybody say God needs us. To walk in love. So that others. Can see love. And receive him. 
Because see, what difference are we than the world if we can only love those who do right towards us? What about those who, don't lo- who aren't lovely? Whenever we love them, it shows them something's different about us. And it shows them God living large through us. We know that we have passed from death into life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abides in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive, or we understand, that we love we, the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us, we ought to lay our lives down. We ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, he says, let us, lo- let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Everybody say, Everybody say love needs to be followed with action. The identifying DNA in us that we belong to God is love. The Bible says that before the Lord returns, the love of many will grow cold because of lawlessness. See, before the Lord returns, the the love of many will grow cold because of lawlessness. In other words, it's going to be hard to believe the best Expect the best, give the best to people we see in the way that, in, because we see the way people are living and the way they're acting. Amen? I mean, it's going to take the love of God to love anybody nowadays. Right? I mean, because, because wickedness and darkness and gross darkness is covering the earth. But the Lord shall be a light unto you. See, let's read this passage of Scripture in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24 and verse 3. Because Jesus talks about before His return, the, the love of many are going to grow cold. And He said, this is the one identifying mark that's going to identify you as a Christian. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one towards another. Matthew 24, verse 3 says, Now as he, or Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come to you in my name, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdoms. And there will be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in various places. All these things, Jesus is telling us, all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You mean everybody's not going to love me? Everybody's not going to think I'm so wonderful? No. Jesus said if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. Don't be moved by the opinions of men. Live for an audience of one. Amen? He says, then they will deliver you up to to, to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. 
And then many will be offended, will betray one another, they will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end, everybody say he who endures to the end, by walking in love, the God kind of love, irregardless of what's going on around them in the world, they are of God. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Therefore, we love even as God loved us. Now, see, that's going to be the identifying mark. Everybody's going to see that, and they're going to say, tell me what you've got. Tell me what you've got. I remember I was working at Skaggs Alpha Beta there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, putting myself through Bible college. And this woman, she, she came up. I'd worked for, for for two years there. And, uh, and then this, this other lady that worked in there, she came up to me, and I mean, she was upset at me. She looked at me, and she says, Why are you always so happy? And I said, I'm saved. You know what she told me? She said, oh, well, I've got that. I thought, we got into a different batch. <laughs> your, your salvation don't smell quite the way mine. Anyways, praise the Lord. Listen, we need to have, because see, joy is the fruit of faith. Faith is the fruit of love. Amen? Praise the Lord. And if, we, and if we love God, we'll do what he says. He says, he says, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. You know, as the day of the Lord approaches, iniquity will increase, and it will, and it will become harder and harder for us to naturally love one another. The love of many will grow cold. These, uh, there are many ideas of what love God, uh, of what love is, but let's let God define what love really is. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter thirteen and verse one. First Corinthians chapter thirteen and verse one. He says, "If I can speak with the tongues of men and of a, even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us." I'm reading out of the Amplified Version here. I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not what? Love. It says I am nothing. God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food and I surrender my body to be burned in order that I may give, that I may, I may glory but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Verse 4, love, this is what love, God's love looks like. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy is not boastful or vainglorious. It does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and it does not act unbecomingly. Love 
God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy, fretful, or resentful. It takes no account of an evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. This morning we're going to continue growing in the love of God and growing in, in the Lord by exercising the love of God against the resistance that we face in this world. Everybody say, the way that I exercise godliness is by resisting worldliness. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about us. <laughs> How many understands what I'm talking about? We exercise godliness when we want to slap them. We turn the other cheek. Huh? We, we, when we, when we want to say... <laughs> Well, anyways, we'll leave it there. We exercise godliness by practicing the fruit of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 13, that uh, we learned what love is and what love does. As a Christian, this love is in you. Everybody say everything that 1 Corinthians 13 said about love is in me when I am in Christ. See, whenever you receive Jesus Christ, and if you haven't done so, we're going to give you the opportunity to in just a minute. If, if you've received Jesus Christ, this kind of love lives in you. But remember, I said it's in seed form. And that's why in the book of Galatians it says, And whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap. Now see, if there's hate but you sow love, guess what? You are going to reap what? You sow. Amen. You're going to reap love. Give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen. Everybody say, if I want to have love, I give love. If I want to have forgiveness, I give forgiveness. If I want to have peace, I give peace. If I want to have joy, I give joy. Are you getting it? Because, see, whatever you sow is what you get. Amen? Your harvest in life is not dependent upon what everybody has done or hadn't done to you. How many knows we walk, there's folks walking around every day with this victim mentality? Well, life would be a lot better if it wasn't. Huh? Well, if I had like. You have no idea. Amen? I love, I, I love the J.B. Phillips translation of Galatians. It says, a man's harvest in life is determined entirely upon the seed he sows. Everybody say, my harvest in life is determined entirely upon what I sow. Whoo! You're like, yeah, but what about, well, listen, you can outgrow what's been done to you. You can overcome. Now, see, whenever God calls us an overcomer, guess what that means? 
we have to have something to come over. You can't be an overcomer unless you come over something. Right? And if you have to come over something, that means something's trying to come over you. I've said this for years. I'm going to say it again. If there's not something greater in you than what is coming at you, what is coming at you will overcome you. But whenever there is something greater in you than what is coming at you, you will overcome what's coming at you. Amen? I mean, glory to God. I just, y'all, I like football. Whenever two guys come at one another, the greater one's going to dominate the other. And the low man always wins. Huh? I, I know it's not football season. But listen, you get low, humble yourself. Before the mighty hand, of, you become more powerful in the kingdom of God. Amen? And what's coming at you because you have submitted yourself before the lordship of Jesus Christ, what's coming at you, you've got, you, you, you've got, you've got the place over. And you can mold it. I mean, reason I used to, I, I, praise the Lord, I got great knees now. But I was a running back, and the reason that my knees got took out so much, they hit me high, I'm coming over them. But they hit me low, they got me quick. You know, you chop the legs out from up underneath somebody, you can take a big man down. What we need to realize is there are things constantly every day of our lives coming against us. And in order for us to overcome them, we have to have something greater in us and we have to go lower than our opponent. See, the enemy's filled with pride. He's high. He thinks he can do anything. We get low before the Lord, take our enemy out. Okay, I'll get off of football. The Lord talks to you the way you can understand him. Amen? And that's the way I'm on it. So as God's children, in order to grow in the love of God so that our love will not grow cold, we must press against the resistance that we face in the world, the flesh and the devil, by doing what God says love does. Hallelujah. I was wanting to preach to you about joy. I guess God demonstrated joy this morning. We, we'll, we'll preach joy next Sunday. We'll finish up on love today. Amen? And so if you're taking notes right here, uh, number one, love endures long. If you want to know how to walk in the love of God and grow the love of God in you, love endures long. Instead of being quickly offended and letting your temper fly off the handle, try being patient and kind. Amen? Love endures long, and it's patient and kind. Glory to God. How do you exercise? Now, whenever you feel like flying off the handle and giving somebody a piece of your mind, what if you pray? <laughs> you don't need to do that. You might run out. Anyways, that, uh, instead of letting your temper fly off the handle, be patient and be kind. And realize you know what, because if you just, if we just stop long enough to think about it, the reason people do stuff that is hurtful to others, most of the time is because they're hurting. Hurt people hurt others. And so love endures long and is kind. Number two, love is not envious or jealous. It's not envious or jealous. When others look great 
or something amazing happens to someone else, instead of saying, why can't I look like that? Or why doesn't anything good ever happen to me? Instead, rejoice. Amen. Give a compliment as, as to how good they look and rejoice with them in their blessing. Amen. I'll never forget because I, I remember whenever uh, uh, God blessed me somehow. I forget how. He, and all of a sudden, this guy, I, I was telling this fellow about this and what the Lord had done for me. And as I did, he started shouting. He was like, glory to God, glory to God. Man, that's all. And, and I, I looked at him. I said, glory to God. I said, what you getting so excited about my blessing? He said, I'm in the same line as you are. <laughs> Mine's coming. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. We need to rejoice with those who rejoice. Amen. Because yours is on the way. Glory to God. Number three, love is not boastful or vainglorious. What does love look like? It's not boastful. It's not vainglorious. When we feel like that we have to toot our own horn and to make ourselves feel better, uh, to, make our, to make us feel better about ourselves or make others notice how wonderful we are, remember that love is not haughty. It's not conceited. It's not arrogant and inflated with pride. We have to press down pride and the desire to be noticed. And have the attention placed on us. Amen? Because uh, that, that love is not boastful or vainglorious. It doesn't have to have the attention. Amen? Because whenever we live like that, what happens? You stick out like light in the darkness. And you become way more beautiful. Amen? Number four. Love is not rude. Love is not rude. How do you grow this fruit of love in us? We don't be rude, okay? And love is not rude. When, you, when your flesh feels like being rude to someone because you want to put them in their place and make them feel inadequate that you, that, so that you will look or feel superior to them, let love work and lift the other person who may not know what they're talking about and help them understand and be informed in a manner that will lift them up, not put them down. How many knows, how many's ever had those opportunities, that one person that I mean they're always acting like they know everything, and all of a sudden you've got your opportunity. I mean they have exposed themselves, and it is your opportunity to make them look stupid before everybody they've been trying to look so wonderful in front of. But instead of you taking that opportunity to put them down, you can graciously take an opportunity to lift them up. You can say, you know, that's a wonderful thought. But have you ever thought about this? Instead of saying, you don't know what you're talking about. You are clueless. Do you realize how, how totally off the park that you are in that thought? No, don't make them feel stupid. Don't be rude. Just lift them. Everybody say love lifts. Always lifts. Number five, love does not insist on its own rights or its own way. When your flesh wants to have it your way, just exercise the love of God and defer to someone else and let someone else see how that, how that you can be a blessing uh, and, and defer to someone else to see how that you can be a blessing and not try to be the one 
being blessed. Amen? Everybody say, it doesn't always have to be about me. How many knows the flesh says, me, 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 me? It got real quiet in here. You're like, what about me? <laughs> because, you know, do you know the number one picture in, in all cell phones? Selfies. It's all about me, 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 me. And we need, it doesn't always have to be me first. Number, uh, love, love does not insist on its own rights or its own ways. Amen. And number six, real quick, love is not touchy. Now I'm about to go from preaching to meddling here, I think. Love is not touchy. If people are always nervous around you because they never know when they are going to cross a line and you go off on them and take their head off. Somebody wrote this in my notes. Might have been me. Grow up and get over yourself, Alan. I'm sorry. <laughs> and don't go around pouting for three days because someone said or didn't say something. Somebody said or did something that hurt your feelings or said something wrong. I just might be preaching to myself. How many's with me? Okay, I'm glad I'm not up here all by myself. <laughs> Listen, love gets over yourself. Amen. It's not touchy. And how can, and listen, we may not be where we want to be, but we may not be where we once were. We need to keep growing forward. I mean, if we're touchy, if we're, if, if, I mean, if people are walking on eggshells around us because they might say or do the wrong thing and get their head cut off. What we've got to do, everybody say love doesn't decapitate people. <laughs> Love does not take other folks' head off because they crossed a line that you have superimposed around you. Why am I so good at preaching about this? <laughs> Anyways, I'm, he's still working on me. Amen. Everybody say love is on the rise in me. I'm growing up, and I'm growing in God this summer in Jesus' name. Amen. Number seven, love rejoices when righteousness and truth prevail. Love rejoices when righteousness and truth prevail. Whether it benefits us or not, we rejoice when the right thing happens. Amen? We don't rejoice when bad things happen to people who we feel deserves it. If somebody that's, that I mean that's, that deserved something bad to happen to them, something bad happens to them, and you rejoice over it, guess who's wrong? You are. We don't rejoice when bad things happen to other people. Amen? We rejoice when righteousness and truth prevail. Amen? Number eight, love bears up under anything and everything. Love bears up under anything and everything. Love doesn't give up and quit when things are going wrong. How many knows that our, our flesh, when stuff's going wrong, we're ready to just throw in the towel and say, forget about this. But see, the fruit of the Spirit endures long. Amen? Mm. One time we were, I know the kids are getting ready to go to 
youth camp. We were at youth camp one, one, one summer, and uh, Luke, you were there, I believe. I, that uh, Andrew, I'm not sure if you were there. The longest tug-of-war match in the history of country camp. You remember that? I mean, we were holding. I, if you've never been in a tug-of-war, how many's ever been in a tug-of-war match before? Oh, man. I mean, there is nothing easy on either end of that rope. I mean, holding on that. I mean, you're just, uh, and we were out there in the hot country sun, sun, July sun, out there at country camp in Columbus, Texas. Man, we were holding on and holding on, and man, just and, and weren't and and I mean, my 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 feet had, had uh, I think rocks had been up underneath the sand there, and I didn't have any shoes on. My feet were bleeding. My hands were. I mean, just I mean, but I I didn't have sense to let go. That's a good, as long as you're holding on to the right rope, that's a good tendency to have. Amen? Because, I mean, we just held, held, and we just kept on holding that and just and, and ended up. And uh, that uh, we ended up winning that particular match. It was the longest match in the history of the camp at that time. They said, but you know what? Our whole team, nobody rejoiced, did they? I mean, as soon as we, as soon as we dragged that thing, everybody just fell over. But I tell you what, endurance is something that will take you a long ways in life. Because, see, you feel like quitting your job maybe once a week. Right? I mean, <laughs> or your marriage or your kids. or I, No, I'm kidding. I just, <laughs> just don't. Amen? Just don't give up. Don't quit. Endure long. Glory to God. Because it's going to turn. It's going to change. Just keep that rudder. Keep that rudder of your faith turned on. Amen. You just keep on speaking the word of God. I tell you, I remember when I remember when they, I, maybe I wasn't in that match. I think I, yeah, I wasn't in that match. I was coaching them. And, and I was in the one before that match and my feet was too messed up to be in that. And so I told them, I said, listen, I looked, I mean, our team was giving up. Man, they were giving out. Man, they were just over there. Didn't have, didn't have a thread to hang on to. And I looked over there at them, and I could tell our team was just weary and worn out. And the other team still looked real strong. They was a lot stronger than we were. And I looked over there at them, and I looked over here at us. And, boy, they looked twice as strong as we did. And I looked over here at our team, and I said, They're slipping. They're giving up. Pull. They're quitting. I, they're, they're about to faint. Somebody, somebody just fell down. Pull, pull. And, oh, man. <laughs> you don't call it the way it is. You call those things that be not as though they were. Glory to God. That's how faith works. Glory to God. Amen. Whenever, whenever your body feels weak, said, let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. Let the poor say I am rich. Amen. Let the blind say I can see. Glory to God. Don't say what you have. Say what you want. Glory to God. Mm. Love bears up under anything and everything. Love doesn't give up and quit when things are going wrong. Glory to God. Love presses against the desire to quit and, and, and to give in and become stronger than ever. Number nine, love believes the best. Amen? Love believes the best. 
when you feel like believing the worst about anyone or anything, believe the best. Love turns it around and believes the best. We need to be as wise as serpents but as innocent as doves. Amen? We believe the best. Now, we don't need to give them our checking account to a thief. Amen? We, 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 don't, need, we don't need to give them the keys to our car or house. We need to, be, we need to love them. Glory to God. Thank the best. Glory to God. But you know what? You don't throw the, you don't throw the keys to a, 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 a wine cellar to a wino. Right? You, wanna, you, you don't want to open doors for people that's going to cause them to stumble. What you want to do is, uh, is love believes the best. Glory to God. Because what happens is most of the time, whenever you believe the best and you see the best, people can't see the best in them until they see somebody else see it in them. Let me say that again. Many times people don't see the best in themselves until somebody else sees the best in them. Amen? Whenever Jesus saw Nathanael underneath that tree, and Nathanael came to him and he said, Behold an, Israel, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. Nathanael's like, How did you know me? What? He said, Listen, whenever... Jesus always drew things out of people by seeing the best in them. That's the, that's the way my mama drew God out of me. She'd look at me, she says, Alan, I hate the sin you're in, but I love you. Jesus looked at Peter. He said, Peter, the devil desires to sift you like wheat. He said, but when you're converted, restore the brethren. Amen? We're almost through here. Love believes the best. We, we can believe the best about everyone without being joined together with those who are going down. Amen? We can lift them by our love. Number 10, this is the last one I'm going to do. It, love never loses hope. Love never loses hope. If you're losing hope, that means your love level is low. Love never loses hope. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. We must never let go of our hope because that's what gives your faith substance, and, and faith is what gives us victory. Praise team of band, if you could, if you could come at this time and see the way that we, the way that we are going to receive and grow the love of God is whenever we desire to go off in the flesh, to behave like the world and all these different kind of things, we need to build up our love immunity system so that we don't come down with that sickness called, that's going around that's causing our love to get a cold or grow cold. Let me say that again. That love never fails. You can never fail by walking in love. As we exercise God's love over the circumstances we face in life, it will build up our love system, our immune system. How many knows there's sickness all around us every day of our life? But if we have a strong immune system, our immune system can withstand things from causing us to get sick. Our love system, so that, lo so that our love will not grow cold or catch the cold that's going, around, going, along, going around, causing our love to grow cold. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's everyone stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
you know, as every head's bowed and every eye's closed, today I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know if you've ever received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And see, until we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the love of God is not shed or brought in our hearts. That's where God deposits His love into us that He is. And so if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you would just raise your hand high or you're uncertain of your salvation, you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. Okay, all over. Are there more? All over here. Say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be involved in that prayer. I want the love of God to be shed abroad in my heart. Hallelujah. Maybe you're unsure about your salvation. Or maybe you're just saying, Pastor, I think I need an, I think I need an immune booster this, this morning. Amen. Just raise it up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I want us to all pray this prayer together. Those of you who are receiving Jesus Christ for your very first time, I want you to pray this with your mouth. I want you to mean it from your heart. I want us to all agree with them in prayer. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. He died on the cross for all of my sins. And I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and as my Savior, as my soon-coming King. I thank you that the love of God is now shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Therefore, I can love other people the way you love me. And I'm going to grow up in that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. Just like we grow in anything and everything that we do, we don't start off where we want to be. We start off where we are. Amen. And see, I wasn't able to lead that man face to face to Jesus the very second that I made a decision to love him. But see, because I chose to walk in love and to grow in love, God set the scene and saved that man's life from an eternity destined for hell. Amen? Just start where you are. Amen? Maybe you just hit him once. I'm sorry. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe you maybe most of the time you'd give them all of your mind, but maybe you just gave them a little piece this time. Everybody say we're growing. We're growing, and see little by little. Now you're not going to get where you want to be overnight, but you can get started today. Amen. And little by little, we're going to recover all. Amen.